Good morning. So, does cortisol and stress lead to fat gain? That was a question I had the other week, uh, day as well. And um, it was something I touched on on a Q&A last night, all about this, because someone had said as well, um, you know, if you run, if you exercise, that increases cortisol, which means it leads to, to weight gain around the stomach, um, abdominal fat, visceral fat, and all of these things. It's like, oh, I can't do anything these days. I can't um, if I eat carbs, it's bad. If I eat after six o'clock, it's bad. If I run, it's, it's bad. It's studying the other day that said women should exercise um, in the morning. So if I exercise in the evening, it's bad. It's like, I can't win. And what you gotta consider with this is there's a lot of fluff around the edges with this. So they are right. If you look at the research, high cortisol levels are associated with um, high abdominal fat, okay? So more fat around the stomach, okay? Good morning, Jessica. So cortisol levels are associated with that. However, at the same time, exercise increases cortisol, which is essentially like a stress hormone, as does day-to-day -day life, stresses, pressures, home life, work balanced, fitting things in, pleasing others, all of these things that go on on a day-to-day -day basis. These are all stressors. And um, what elevated cortisol can do is make it more difficult to lead us to doing the things that we know we need to do. So when you look at the, the research on this, people who um, have higher cortisol levels tend to have higher dropout rates in weight loss studies. So if they look at people's cortisol levels and then they start on a diet, on a, tr on a training program or something like that, tends to be a higher dropout rate that's probably linked to the fact that maybe they're not sleeping and they're struggling to fit things in there so if, when you're lacking sleep your ability to make better choices based on where you want to be rather than how you currently feel is obviously um, impacted in a negative way and all of these things start to come into it across the road I didn't push for the green man that's not good is it okay funny how you act differently around your kids and not anyway should put that right shouldn't I really anyway um so cortisol what can you do it's also associated with certain nutrient deficiencies which is relatively interesting as well so vitamin b deficiencies especially now this isn't about going oh should you eat vegan or not um so obviously vitamin b is found in meat, eggs, fish. So if you're dairy, so if you're not eating those things, you've got to think, where am I getting my B vitamins from? Am I having nutritional yeast? Do I need to supplement with it? Yes or no, that might be something to consider. Um, you've then got omega-3, which is associated with this. So um, a few studies showing that six to 12 week supplementation with fish oil, uh, omega-3 essentially reduced cortisol levels, which you may, you could hypothesize that would then lead you to making it easier to stick to what you're trying to do with the nutrition and your training side of things. By the way, I'll just show you why, if you think you're struggling to walk and you're out of breath, um, this is this is how it's working right now. I've got coffee, I've got all my food for the day and, and then a load of envelopes here and a backpack on. It's good for my arm though. I'm trying not to spill the coffee on my envelopes. Anyway, um, so omega-3 as well. Um, quite a key one. Then you've got things like vitamin D as well. And I guess my point in this is though, is that 
things like meditation, sleep, will then impact this. But you, overall, it only just makes it harder. That's it. And just generally, if it's harder to stick to people, struggle more, their choices are worse. Now, sometimes you've got to draw the line and go, you know, am I taking on too much? Caveat. That's why we talk about the three legs of the stool. You've got the food habit, the fitness habit, and the focus habit. And what we mean by this is you don't have to focus on everything at once. And I say this massively, with massive importance. I did a study, did a study talked about a study the other day about um, postmenopausal women, sarcopenia in general as well, which is muscle loss with age, and the importance of just focusing on like, resistance exercise, even if you get that done and nothing else. Protein, even if you get that done and nothing else. Vitamin D, getting outside. The impact that can have on longevity, on our independence, on our happiness, on our ability to do things, on our ability to say yes to things. Because if we're fitter, stronger, no matter what happens on the scales, abdominal fat, etc., this is, can only be a good thing for when maybe our lifestyles allow us to make better choices, to perhaps make it easier to make better choices. But in the meantime, can we focus on how we manage stress in our sleep routine, in our nutrition? Are we just putting more fuel on the fire that's the word yeah or are we actually going you know what i'm gonna control what i can here can i get my protein can i get veggies in at lunchtime can i get a workout in that i enjoy this week even if it's not what i set out to do so <clears throat> i hope that helps any questions let us know and uh i'll see you soon